Rob, I wrote an article. You did. I did. I did. I do that one from time to time, believe it or not. I heard you you wrote a Mac story, as I I say. I did. I wrote a Mac story. We actually have a category (laughs) called story stories. Mm -hmm. And it's really in the eye of the beholder. What, what is a review and what is a story? Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think the story, I think of the stories as the more significant things that we write. Um, unlike the, the angry post I wrote about angry birds, I figured it had to be kind of angry if I was writing about angry birds. Did you hear what happened with angry birds? Uh, No, I didn't. I don't. Uh, All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me roll this back to you. In 2021, Rovio came out and said, we're bringing back the original Angry Birds. Because I guess there was a hashtag on Twitter that was something like, I don't know, 2012 Bird or something like that. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted everybody wanted the 20, 2012 version of Angry Birds back because... It, it it was taken off the store in 2019, so there were a couple of years, a couple of years with no Angry Birds. I mean, there were there are plenty of Angry Birds on the store. There are no original Angry Birds, and so Rovio bought it, brought it back, and they they started selling it for a dollar, and it has a bunch of ads in it for their other Angry Birds game in a very kind of ham-fisted way. I will, of course, I will say, but. They brought it back and they built it. Basically, they had to rebuild the engine. They built it on Unity instead of their own custom thing that they had originally done. And, you know, it came out with a fair amount of fanfare. Rovio kind of saying that they're doing it because they really, you know, they want to, they, they, they respect the legacy and they want to make it playable like it was playable with the same physics in 2012 and really preserve this this, you know, nugget of, of app store history. And what did they mm-hmm. do? They pulled the plug on it t- less than 12 months later. So it's, it came out in 2022 in the spring, less than a year ago, like March, I think. And it came out on both Android and iOS. And what they're doing is they are pulling it completely from the Android, you know, the Google Play Store. So if, if you bought it on Google Play, it works just like the, app, the iOS app store where, you know, you can still download it and use it, but it won't be available for sale anymore. Mm-hmm. On iOS, they did something, they did something different. They, they're changing the name to Red's First Flight, which, which says something very telling to me. What that says to me is that one, Rovio doesn't want to upset Apple too much because after all, there's uh, Angry Birds Reloaded in the in arcade, which presumably mm-hmm. you know Apple paid them a hefty fee for. Yeah. And but but this one dollar version of Angry Birds is good enough for most people, and that people searching for Angry Birds are just paying a buck and getting their Angry Birds fix and are ignoring their you know their ones their games versions that are loaded <laughs> with in app purchases, right? Yeah. So that is what's happening. They're hiding it on iOS by changing right. the name, changing the name, and taking Angry taking Angry Birds completely out of the name. Which I think, I don't know. I think it's. I, th- I think it's a bad luck. Let me just put yeah, it Yeah, that's, uh, that's not good. I this was not my big story, though. <laughs> no, this wasn't your big story. And I will say, like lots of other things, I- I've heard this name, GeForce Now. You know, this is this is a lot of what you're writing about in the story. Yeah. I've heard it mentioned. I'm sure you've mentioned it to me. I've heard it on other podcasts. And you know what I've done? Nothing. I've just ignored it. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't know what that thing is. You then write a story about it, and I go, "Oh, I should read that," and then I know what it is. 
So, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's what websites are all about. And that's why people write about things. It's, so it's I was kind of, you know, I was right there. I was in the same boat. I was, you know, I, I kind of loosely knew what it was. I knew it was game streaming. I didn't really know the details at all. Um, I had, I had it in my head that it was kind of expensive and I don't know. I didn't know much about it besides that. But then I started getting into the, the Steam Deck and as a mm-hmm. result, I started growing my Steam library. I, ha- I have a Steam library that goes way back, but it wasn't used actively for a bunch of years. I was more, you know, gaming on console and that kind of thing. And so I didn't have a lot of modern games in there. But with the Steam Deck, I started buying some new games. And, and as much as I like the Steam Deck, being able to play those desktop class games really anywhere, I started feeling the itch to be able to play those games that I bought on Steam somewhere other than just on my Steam Deck, because unlike a lot of people, I don't have a Windows PC. And that's part of the story. It's like, I don't want a Windows PC. It's not that I it's not that I reject it as, oh, I'm a Mac person. I don't want a Windows PC. I've got a lot of computers in my life, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got, you know, I've got three Macs. I've got, a co- you know, a couple of iPads and an iPhone. I've got all this stuff. And I moved to a smaller place. I just don't want to have a dedicated gaming PC in my house. I just don't. I as much as I like to play games, I'm no. I know that I'm not going to play it enough to make it worth the kind of Windows PC that I would buy for gaming, which would probably cost me three thousand dollars plus. And so, right. And so, I started looking for other solutions, and all this while, you know, we've been hearing since last WWDC all about. Apple and gaming. And at WWDC last year, the messaging took a a slight turn. You know, games have always been a big part of all keynotes. And a lot for a lot of years, it was like Epic coming up and showing, you know, some sort of medieval battling game or something (laughs) like that. Right. Right. And always. Yes. And last year, though, at WWDC, the message was pretty clear. It was Apple Silicon Macs are powerful, they're popular, and it's an opportunity for game developers. And they trotted out three games as proof that were coming to the Mac. One was Resident Evil Village, which is out now, and you can get it on the Mac App Store for $40. Another one was No Man's Sky, which is nowhere be- to be seen. It's been... <laughs> it's. It's now said, now, and, and I'll, I'll say that all three of these games they said were coming out in 2022, and only the village made it by you know the, in the last few months of the year. No Man's Sky does not have a release date other than 2023. Same goes for Grid Legends, which is a racing game, and the Grid Legends game, I kind of don't think it really fits with the other two because it's I, I like Feral Interactive, but Feral Interactive is a shop that makes ports of triple-A console games for the Mac. They have a long history of doing that, and they don't tend to be... I wouldn't say they're quite triple-A games usually. They tend to be uh, slightly less than that, although that's not entirely true because they did... I think they did the port of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which came relatively quickly after the release of that game and is considered, at least it was considered in 2018, to be a relatively demanding game. All right, right. So, all of this was going on. I'm I'm very optimistic at one point about gaming on the Mac, but the more I see with the delays with the games and 
other things going on in the gaming industry, the more I start becoming skeptical and wondering whether it was really ever going to happen. And then I tried GeForce Now because AT&T, if you have... Uh, if you have the right plan on AT&T, it has to be like a 5G unlimited plan. Right now, you can get six months of free GeForce Now in the U.S. So I was like, sure, perfect time to try it out. I had actually had it on my list to try this for a while since the end mm-hmm. of last year and just hadn't got around to it yet. And I was, you know, winter's a little slower with what we do. So I thought, perfect. Signed up, started looking at it, and I was really, really impressed uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, a lot of people have already, you know, contacted me and told me, well, you know, it's not good at this, it's not good at that. It's like, yes, this is game streaming. This is not having a PC running connected to a screen locally in your house. That is always going to be the fastest thing. But if you're like me and you don't want a Windows PC for whatever reason, or you don't want to, you know, you can't afford it, you don't have space for it, whatever. It's actually a really a really neat option. So this is run by NVIDIA. And what really caught my eye besides the deal was that at CES, they started rolling out the RTX 4080 GPU to a bunch of their data centers and adding that as part of, they have, they have a tiered subscription. There's free, which doesn't get you very much. You can play for like an hour. There's $10 a month, which gets you six hours of playtime and 1080p. Uh, at I think 60 frames per second. And then there's Ultimate, which gets you up to 120 frames per second and these 4080 graphics cards if you live in a region close enough to a data center. Now, my closest data center is a 1,000 miles away in Dallas, Texas. That's the one that I've connected to every time. And I was was shocked at how good the streaming was. It was really, really well done. Mm -hmm. So so there's there's a PC running in this data center with a 4080 uh, GPU in it. And so I can play like Cyberpunk 2070 at ultra high uh, ray tracing, the, you know, the highest setting that the game offers, and play it on, on my Mac, and it doesn't break a sweat. Now, what really makes, you know, what the, the catches here are your internet connection speed. You have to have a fast a fast connection and they recommend a minimum of 45 megabytes per second down. Right. Yeah. And yeah. up. Right. Which is, you know, I mean, that's fast, but it's not like super fast. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's definitely, you know, more, it's definitely, it's not just the speed. It's the, I guess I would say that the reliability and the consistency of the connection. If you have a Wi-Fi connection that's fast, but it's kind of dropping out a lot. You're going to see, you know, you're going to start seeing stuttering and audio glitches and things like that. Oh, if you yeah, have a, definitely. Right? So, but I've been playing with my fast Ethernet-wired Mac Studio and my Studio Display. And the real limitation besides the internet connection is the display itself. Because, like, the Studio Display doesn't have HDR or... And it only goes up to 60 hertz. So, mm-hmm. I'm actually... I have actually more you know, better performance available to me on this, in this data center than the studio display can deliver. But that said, it's still a very nice display with very vibrant colors and Mm. 60 Hertz isn't bad. It's just not, you know, the maximum that can be delivered and it looks fantastic. I mean, especially like, you know, I was saying cyberpunk, those scenes that, you know, at night with all the neon and everything Mm -hmm. and all the reflections off everything looks really good. Yes. I, 
I did have a question about this GeForce Now because it wasn't entirely clear to me. Yeah. So obviously this is game streaming. Do they have a game catalog, or do you like link it to your like Steam account? Or yeah, they what? don't. They don't. This is really like a VPN service more than anything else. Right. You know, just, okay. Right. You're logging into their computers and streaming the results to your computer, so you can hook it up to Steam. The Epic Store, uh, Square Enix, I think, uh, mm-hmm. or not not Square Enix, uh, Ubisoft, uh, GOG.com, yeah. all those are there. Now, the, the game library is a little limited, so when I say Steam, it's not all of Steam. It's only the games that are compatible with GeForce Now. Now, I don't really understand what it is that require what needs to be done. I suspect it's more of a licensing thing than it is mm-hmm. actually a technological thing. Um, yeah, my of, assumption is you don't sit there waiting for it to download in the data center. No, you right. Play it. Like my assumption is it's it's in the data center or it's on their CDN or whatever already. Right, and, and that's a crack on and play it. Right, that's a really good point too. Because I mean, one nice benefit, you know, side benefit of this is I'm never, I'm never waiting for like updates to download or anything. I mean, I just like I hit I hit go, I hit play. And there's a there's some loading time as it loads it up on whatever server I'm assigned to, mm-hmm. but it's it's like I don't know, ten seconds. I mean it's it's pretty pretty quick. It's not like sure. It's not like waiting five or ten minutes for a you know five gigabyte patch to download. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I also didn't realize they had a free tier, so I could actually try this out without paying anything, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can, and they do tend to bundle it with a lot of services as kind of a perk. A lot of a lot of carrier, car- uh, you know, mobile carriers who are really wanting to tout their five G capabilities and things will bundle a month or two. Or there, there's various places I've seen deals. The AT and T deal was by far the best one I've seen. So I've got it free until beginning of August, mm-hmm. which is yeah, that's, which that's is, a really nice deal. Yeah, so it, and it'll play. You can play, so you can play on the Mac. There's a dedicated app um, because, because side loading on the iPhone, on the iPhone and the iPad. It's a, you have to play it as a web app, which is not ideal because you, you know you're going to a website and you're creating a shortcut on your home screen, and <laughs> Safari Safari limits the resolution you can get. You can only get 1080p, which isn't super noticeable on an iPhone in most circumstances, but you do notice it on a bigger iPad, right? So you're you're limited to 1080 on those devices, but it's also on Android devices, the Shield, which is an NVIDIA streaming box. Uh, it's available on some smart TVs. There's a, there's, an, there's a GeForce Now app for my LG TV, which... I'm not going to use much because first you have to like work your way through the TV's menu system to connect the controller via Bluetooth. Then you have to start, then you have to start up the app and, and the, <laughs> and you're doing this all with like a TV remote control, which, you know, it's WebOS. They have like a, one of those like um, visual pointers. Like it's a, like a Wii U kind of wand, which is fine, but it's, but, but when I have a PS5 and an Xbox series X sitting right there, it's like, well, I'm just going to play a game on my, on my uh, Xbox. Yeah, I mean, as a side tangent, like the menus, because I've got an LG TV as well, and getting into the Bluetooth stuff or the, the Oh, it's deep. Stuff, it's it's like, deep in there. It's, it's Not only is it deep, it's so slow. 
Oh, like, it is. Yeah, it's, it's like why are you running in there? It's ridiculous. Like it's yeah. so slow. Even just to like open the settings menu, it's like three or five seconds sometimes. I, do- I don't even understand. I don't think the chips in those are are very good. And and I'll I'll say though that because you're streaming games, it really doesn't. You don't need a lot of computing horsepower to run GeForce now, but. I, I did feel like maybe the TV was struggling a little bit with that. I, I was playing wirelessly there. I wasn't playing wired, which my TV supports. But anyway, I, I'm not going to play on the TV. The, the LG TVs are limited to 1080 also, but the Samsung TVs can do 4K, which would actually be pretty interesting to see, I think. Um, so getting back to like the title selection, you know, there was a time, I guess at one point, GeForce Now had a bunch of Microsoft games and some other things. Like they used to have, mm-hmm. they used to have God of War. They don't have it now. And a bunch of publishers pulled their games at one point and they've been slowly building back from there. Right now there's about 1500 games and I've only really scratched the surface. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the smaller indie games are, are there. So, you know, I know like um, Cult of the Lamb is there and, and I tested the two games that I relied on when I was testing were Cyberpunk 2077 because it's a pretty demanding recent game and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And the only reason I did Shadow of the Tomb Raider, even though it's almost five years old, is that until very recently, that was the game that Apple trotted out time and time again to show off how good the Mac was at gaming. And it happens to be available in the Mac App Store. It's a feral interactive port. And while it's not capable of Metal 3, which is like the latest frameworks that Apple has for taking advantage of Apple Silicon, I think it's Metal 2. So it's running under Rosetta, which is the emulation layer. So it's not like a really... On one level, it's not a fair comparison at all to compare it to Shadow of the Tomb Raider, a five-year-old game playing on a 4080 (laughs) on a screaming PC, right? On the other hand, I think it's totally fair because there are so few AAA titles available on the Mac, and this just happens to be just about the only one I could find that was available both on Steam and on the Mac App Store. And so when I played it on my Mac Studio display... It was running in Rosetta 2 when I was playing it from the uh, the App Store version, but it was struggling in some big open scenes to hit 50 frames per second. Whereas when I was streaming it over GeForce Now, locally on the in the data center, it was running at close to 200 frames per second. And I was just getting a solid 60 because that's all my display could handle in the first place. Yeah, that one other thing I, I find very amusing, like given Cyberpunk's launch, yeah, it has. Whether it's a good game or not, I don't really care. I tried it and it was not ready for me. But like, it's become this like this is the example you use to see if things can actually run well. And this isn't just you, you know. This is almost right, all sort right. of game reporting. It's like, oh yeah, this thing can actually run Cyberpunk, and it's like. On the one hand, it's it's good. I'm glad it's sort of like fixed and stuff. On the other hand, it's almost like a backhanded compliment. It's like, yeah, your game was so terrible, but look, it actually runs on this. Yeah, it is really funny how there's been such a renaissance with Cyberpunk. And it's not totally my game, my cup of tea either. But because I know that it's kind of like, it is kind of, it has become its own sort of benchmark. I figured it would be useful for people to kind of get a sense for that. And um, 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider, on the other hand, is my kind of game. I really like that game. I think it's a really well, really well done game. And, you know, it, everything is supported. You've got, of course, because the Mac supports this, you've got um, controller support. I was using an Xbox controller. You've got Rumble for the controller. Um, I, I, I downloaded the Hughes Sync app where I can sync my lights in my office to the game as it plays, which is kind of fun. Because why not? I mean, I need, I need, yeah, I need to have some pictures for the for the article. And you know, it's funny when you're talking about things like streaming services and chips. It's very hard to illustrate those things in an article, right? You're it, just like a generic, like you know, stock image of a data center. And just... Yeah, because it's <laughs> right. Because it's not really about the games. This wasn't a review of the games by any stretch. It was really about the history of app Apple game gaming on the Mac in particular where Apple seems to be wanting to take it and how I think that they're never going to get there because streaming is going to beat them to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're certainly right. I think, um, if, yeah, it's just like, why are they having a little press conference? Like bless them, but stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, it's oh Apple's doing gaming again. And everyone's like, really? You're doing it again? Like what? <laughs> you didn't even finish it the first time. Yeah, it, it you know it's funny because it's like so complicated because with the iPhone Apple fell into it backwards. I don't think they were ever expecting the iPhone to be a gaming device, but here we are, right? It's a really good gaming device in a lot of ways. But mobile gaming is very different than kind of like headliner AAA games. I hate using terminology like AAA games because it, they're kind of it's kind of a loaded term, but I mean PC quality or console quality games that are from a current generation and are pushing hardware to their limits, right? Not not Angry Birds. Angry Birds is fun, but Angry Birds is not, is, you know, I mean, I suppose somebody downloaded it for their PS5, but it's, it's not what I'm talking about, right? No. I'm talking about the high end of the gaming market. Apple has done a really good job with the mobile segment, They've actually done a really good job with kind of the middle where they, the Apple Arcade, I think, appeals to a lot of people who don't like the idea of in-app purchases and would, for, you know, whatever it costs, just wants to have a bunch of wholesome games available. It's kind of family friendly and it has a few kind of console level games in it that are approaching that, that quality, but it's, it's not the same as what you can get if you go to the Steam store and buy something for your Windows PC, or you download the latest and greatest on your PS5. It's just not the same. And it's always perplexed me because it's a big market. That high-end, those, it seems like an Apple market, right? It's people who care about the technology and the quality and are willing to spend big money on hardware. And I th- and I think they kind of get it in that the whole idea of trying to, you know, I think Apple's got a problem with Apple Silicon because I think a MacBook Air is good enough for like 95% of the population, right? And but but that's not the highest margin computer either. And they've got all these other computers that are even more powerful. So maybe we should try to sell them as gaming PCs and people will buy them for that. But I think that's right. I think that that idea is right on one level, but you look at it and it's like, well, okay. I mean, you know, Digital Foundry did this did this test of a, they t- took a Mac Studio Ultra. They took the highest level 
um, M uh, Mac Studio you can buy. It's an eight thousand dollar computer, and they played games on it, and they came away impressed by the technology, but disappointed as a gaming rig because the games don't exist and the price of that computer. It's like, all right, I mean, yeah, it, it's eight thousand dollars. No, not even you know, PC gamers are paying those kind of prices usually, right? And then when the new MacBook Pros came out, The Verge tested them and they compared them to a gaming PC running like a 3070 GPU, which is good, but it's not the it's not the best. And 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 it's also twice as much as what those laptops that run a 3070 cost. So, right? So there's there's like this cost component, there's uh, there's tech, there's also the the fact that Developers have to adopt Metal 3. They have to build their games for yet another platform with another technology. What I think, if I were Apple, here's what I would do if I was the guy yeah, in charge of gaming. All right. <laughs> go on, bring it uh, home. Tell us what you do. <laughs> I, I would take everything I've learned from Rosetta, Rosetta 2. I would, bu- I would build a game-specific emulation layer that allowed developers to easily port existing Windows PC games to the Mac, just like the Steam Deck has done with its handheld that runs Linux, which is also the basis of the Mac. I know I'm greatly oversimplifying the technological hurdles here, but build an emulation layer and then pay a whole bunch of top-tier developers to bring the very best games to the Mac all at once and maybe tie it to your headset and call it Apple Arcade Pro and charge extra for it. There you go. All right. Right, You've nailed it. Perfect. Uh, all right, that's what I've been thinking about, Rob. I, I'm a nice. little bit obsessed with this at the moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let, let me uh, let me tell you what I've been thinking about, and I'll see if I can get the best mumble growl that I can. But it's okay. Fam- <clears throat> Hang on. Family. Um, <laughs> Very the, uh, good. Yeah, that's uh, so the the fast fast X fast ten trailer uh, came out. It was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I think it was right after we recorded. Um, and this looks very good. Oh, it does. I, am, I really like I'm, the look of this. I love these movies. I don't care how stupid they are. Like, they are really the last, stupid. The last one, they literally went to space. They did. Um, in a car. Um, and every every series that's run longer than it should have eventually ends up in outer space. Mm-hmm. I'm still hoping the uh, the guy who directed the the most recent Jurassic World movies... Uh-huh is also involved in these movies somehow, and he made a comment about a crossover. Oh. And th- this was a couple of years ago now. But I can't help but think that somebody is definitely talking about that. Um, Interesting. I watched that movie recently, by the way, the Jurassic, whatever the last Jurassic mm-hmm. Park movie was. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think they're all... I enjoyed it. I thought it got so, it got so much hate when it came out that I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of ignored it, but it was like the holidays and I needed something to watch. I was like, oh, this is on and it doesn't cost me anything extra. So I watched it and it was fine. I, I think on it, like the only truly great like Jurassic Park film is the first one. The rest yes. of them are fine. They're fun. You know, some are better than others, but um, <laughs> it's probably true about Fast and Furious to some extent. Like they just... True. It just gets so ridiculous. Um, but it, looking at the trailer, it seems like they've bought pretty much everybody back who they can. They've bought in some new people, which is like, if ever there was a franchise that didn't need more characters, it was this one. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like the guy who died in Tokyo and then eventually came back. I was like, oh, sorry, spoiler. But, I, I think they've but, retconned that like three different times in different movies as well. Like <laughs> they brought him back and then it was like, oh, it's Jason Statham did it. What? What are you talking about? Like the whole thing is 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 crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah. So this is coming and I'm so excited about this. That I'm traveling an hour or so to meet up with one-time Ruminate co-host David Dance, so we can go and see this together. Um, nice. Because <laughs> nice. we're both pretty excited about this. Wow. When is it coming out? Uh, May, I think. I think it's oh, coming nice. out in May. Um, and similarly also coming out in May, which I'm amazed is even being released, is the Flash movie. And Tears of the Kingdom is May too, just saying. Yes. That's, 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 that's the Zelda <laughs> thing, it? right? I don't care about that. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Flash. I, I am amazed that this is going to see the uh, the light of day. It seemed like for a while there that there was so much so much um, controversy that maybe the studio would just let it kind of die on the vine. But you know, even Apple let Will Smith have his movie come out. I guess so. Everybody everybody's allowed a little bit of uh, drama in their life. I guess and their movies still come out. Yeah, I, I mean, as I. As I posted, like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm amazed it's being released, but also I'm definitely going to watch this because it looks interesting. I just, I just love multiverse stuff. Um, it is a bit strange because I've watched the the TV show, like the the Flash TV show, um, which crossed over with the Arrow one and Supergirl, yep. and they did this exact storyline. Um, oh, really? They, they even had Kevin Conroy play an old Batman, um, like. They even had this guy from the Flash movie in the TV show during this huh. exact same story. Like, it's still the Flashpoint thing where he messes things up. and um, So it's very strange that, like, oh, yeah, they're also doing the movie, which is the same story. But, you know, whatever. I'm still going to watch it. Sure. No, that's, yeah, I think it looks great. I think it looks really, really cool. Um, I, I'm more excited about Fast and Furious X or 10 or whatever they're going to call it but uh yeah that'll be that'll be cool to see. Yeah, and I mean it's another weird one where it's like I don't want to get too invested cuz I'm pretty sure they're not using this actor for the Flash anymore. So Oh, um... really? You think they, <laughs> they you think they they're going to put this out and then they're just going to cut him off? Mhm. That's my assumption cuz they cuz DC have got James Gunn running the the studio now. Um, and he's sort of like resetting all the universe. So I think I, I think it's very unlikely that we're going to get the same actors again. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Yeah. I, did I tell you, I have a movie theater within walking distance of my house now. Uh, yeah, I think you may have mentioned it, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, I've only ever gone once so far. That's where I saw I saw Avatar there. So I did not, it's not a fancy theater. And so I didn't see it in 3D. And really going to a movie at this place, it's one of those places that serves food and drinks and stuff too. And it's nice but it's a little bit like having a big screen TV. It's like it, it's bigger bigger than I would have in a, in my house. But it was a little bit a little bit like going to your friend who's gone a little going to your friend's house who's gone a little overboard with their media setup and has like a full wall size TV. It's a little bit like that. But it but it has the convenience of being nearby. Uh, yeah, I mean that that sounds great to be honest. Um... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's a bit of a crappy one. If it's worth walking distance, I feel like that more than makes up for it. Yeah, if you can get a couple of drinks while you're there too, you know, that doesn't hurt. That makes the, it makes the experience go down a little easier, I guess, too. Uh, well, I, I've just found out, actually, the one 
one of the ones near us has, has replaced all of the seats with reclining seats. Oh, that's um, nice. So I'm quite excited to go there at some point and, and see something. But uh, I think most American theaters are now like Wally. It's like you get in this giant seat that, you know, it's almost like it's floating off the ground and you're reclining and everything. It's uh, it's quite a quite a thing these days. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to go and see a movie and properly recline. But uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, cool. So I think that's probably about it for this week. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we uh, we really went for it on that G Force stuff. That was fun. That was <laughs> it's fun, all fresh it? in my mind. I actually just published the story today. So <laughs> I was going to say you only published that what a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was a big push to get it finished the last couple of mm-hmm. days. Cool. Well, we should be back in a couple of weeks, uh, barring any changes. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, have a good good week. All right, you too. I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Speak to you later.